Are you ready for firearm-friendly social media? Big tech hates you, your firearms, and your lifestyle. They'll continually throttle and delete your firearm-related content and the ability to see content you want. Every day, your friends, favorite influencers, gun shops, or manufacturers get canceled and banned. They will not stop until you no longer have a voice. There is an alternative. Gunspace. Gunspace has taken the best components of top social media and fused them together for a unique social experience. A scrollable feed, clubs, podcast network, forum, and an NFT creator are features of this app. We want you to socialize and engage with other firearm enthusiasts, dealers, manufacturers, without random unwanted posts or unrelated advertising. Gunspace, the firearms-friendly social media. Download Gunspace, one word, in the App Store now. You can find us on Gunspace at C-I-P-O-D. That's C-I-P-O-D. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode, like, 30-something of the Clone Incorrect podcast. I'm Harambe's Big Return. We've got M1 Ping and our guest for this evening, Mr. Slick Side Shit Posting, who has finally decided to be a ch- uh, absolute Chad and join us for an episode. How's it's about fucking doing? time. Happy to be here. Happy to have you. We know you're obsessed with uh, <clears throat> forward assists, so let's jump right into that. Oh boy. So what's your favorite part about the forward assist? My favorite part about the forward assist is that no one can actually decide or I shouldn't say decide, but no one can actually trace back the origin of the forward assist. It's my current understanding, unless I am somehow proven wrong, that under congressional testimony, people from the military could not find a single source of who said we have to have the forward assist. I believe if I recall correctly, it came down to a secretary's decision to add the forward assist. Like a like a office secretary, like yes, that is that is my current understanding is that it came down to an office secretary. Hopefully, she got a raise. Hopefully, she did. So I've read all the initial reports from the military. I believe it's the ordnance board as well as the armory board about the first field study using the M sixteen. Well, back then it was the AR fifteen, and there was no reported need of the forward assist. It wasn't until the military was forced to adopt the M16 that they said, oh, we have to have a forward assist. But then, when called in front of Congress, nobody could say whose decision it was to actually add the forward assist. So, that's the first part of the forward assist debacle. The second part is, me personally, I just don't think it's necessary, and nor do I think it's needed on one of these rifles. So you don't think it's necessary, but have you ever not had your bolt properly seen? One time, and that was on one of the Palmetto States. Oh, no. Not a Palmetto State. Yeah. So what, you're saying, though, so what you're saying, though, is you've encountered an instance where a forward assist would have been warranted. That is correct. Hmm. Ah, well, son, you got to change your username. Uh, Checkmate. (laughs) Checkmate, atheists. You now have to become forward assist shitposting. However, let's keep in mind that that was a a PSA 
from 2017. And I haven't gone through those rifles, so who knows if they're even in spec. So I will say with that, with that one caveat, if your rifle is clean and in spec, you shouldn't need the forward assist. In my opinion, it'd be more of a detrimental thing to ask rather than the So you're saying the uh, the benefits of a forward assist don't outweigh. There there is no risk to having it, so why not just have it? Well, if you had a jam and you some idiot jammed the forward assist and made it worse, that would not be good the for them. Button. People always say, "Oh, I'm a jam enhancer," but you also have to remember back during Vietnam, they had problems with the powder and the rifles clogging them up, and they were getting failures to extract and then subsequent failures to feed. And they were jamming the forward assist, which made it all worse. And they spent who knows how long trying to unjam the rifles. And a lot of the soldiers died as a result of trying to clear the jammed rifles. You've heard you about know, that? Yeah, do you know why? Uh... To, to correct that record, it wasn't because of the forward assist. It was because the Army didn't issue cleaning kits for a rifle that was supposedly self-cleaning. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, do you know why they were so dirty? Because the Army told a bunch of 19, 18, 19, and 20-year-olds that they didn't have to clean their rifle. And you know what they did? Didn't clean their rifle. Yes. Also, when Eugene, Lord Emperor, God Savior Eugene Stoner, designed the AR-15, he used a different type of powder. And then the military changed that powder when DuPont stopped making it. Same with a different powder that burned a lot dirtier. And at the time, Colt told the military that they could not make the rifles fall under the current spec that they were required to make the rifles perform to using the current powder. But they still had plenty of the old powder. So then the War Department told Colt, oh, just keep using the old powder. And for these test trials to make the rifles meet the requirements. But then we're sending rifles with the new powder, which burnt a lot faster, a lot hotter and a lot dirtier out to the soldiers in Vietnam. And then when that old powder ran out for testing purposes, they used the new powder and they found that the rifles were extremely unreliable. And at which point the War Department said, we don't really care. So you're, 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 you're basing this off of uh, <clears throat> incorrect loads, which could be the result. It could be the problem. Um, personally, I've never, uh, I've never needed a forward assist. I don't care one way or the other. I, I like having it there. It's a nice little, uh, safety blanket, uh, if you will. Um, right. I have run a, um, a slick hut and, uh, have not needed a forward assist. I won't say that they're useless. I think they have a place. Because I, you know, there are times when a round is not uh, fully seat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I won't say they're useless, but I do see, uh, I do see your side. I think what's more important than, you know, arguing one way or the other. I think the most important thing is running your rifle, um, which a lot of the people in the forward assist argument don't do. Like, well, I've got this thousand dollar HK 
Daniel Defense, you know, Frankenbuild. Knights. Oh, yeah. Can't forget Knights. And then. How many rounds are through it? Uh, uh, Zero. Zero. No no issues, though. Zero rounds, no issues. Speaking on that note, I'm hoping next weekend or the weekend after I won't have to work and I'm probably going to take the new slick side build out to one of the local ranges and put some rounds through it. Did you, uh, did you get the retro optic installed? Yeah. So that came in on Friday of last week and I got it installed on the carry handle. I like it so far. Um, my only real complaint is it says retro right across the top of it. And I think that's, probably anodized onto it. I haven't looked real close. I don't think it can easily be removed. But that's my only complaint thus far. Well, there's a simple fix to this. Rattle can your rifle. I might. I haven't decided. Cover it. Just cover the cover your glass, obviously. Tape off the important things on your rifle. And then just rattle can it. It wears in nicely. It helps blend with the environment if you ever, you know, go hiking in the woods or anything like that. It looks good for the LARP. And you can cover up where it does, in fact, in giant bold letters, say retro on the top, which <clears throat> does annoy me slightly as well. But I took mine I get, out. I get why they did that, though. Yeah. So people, you know, because it, it's made by the same manufacturer that made the original. So they probably, probably did it so people wouldn't try to sell the new one as a re- as the original one. I'm sure there's other small differences. I've never I've never handled an original enough to know. But I would say that's I lost probably you guys for a second. What are we talking about now? We're still talking about the retro optic. Oh yeah, the retro optic. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I'll take it out and we'll see what it does, but. So yeah, I've got an extra 300 rounds of XM193, and I might see how the new build does with that. That would be nice. Break it in nicely. So I have a Delton H-bar barrel on there right now. One in nine that has had no rounds through it. So I might try that and then do an accuracy comparison when I switch over to the Faxon barrel that's also brand new. Mm Mm-hmm. Faxes are good. They're good. Yeah. I might I buy another one so my father can put on one of his guns. He's stubborn about buying good quality parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like a lot of their stuff. Uh, another company that I like the, the stuff they're putting out, uh, Fulton. They've got a lot of good, good shit coming out. Fulton? Yeah, yeah, I was at the gun show this weekend, which is a whole nother topic. There was a uh, Fulton uh, match upper receiver on an old Colt Sporter. It looked like it was put together very well. It was one of probably 20 rifles of the whole show that was worth anything. That, uh, that's a typical gun show, this being your first. Uh, probably <laughs> might be your last. Um, I've been to a it's bunch. probably my last. And they're not my favorite, not my favorite place to go. Every once in a while, you can find some good stuff. Uh, I found uh, 
way back when I found an old savage bowl gun for like 150 bucks or something like that. But uh, other than a few things here and there, man, it's a lot of uh, NRA hats and <laughs> overpriced 1911s and the Bubba Nilserps. And CMP Garands that are marked up three times what we paid for them. Yeah, I can't forget the the CMP Garands. Man, those things. What, I, I, I don't get FUDs, man. They'll, like, you can go get a new one from CMP for, depending on its condition, varying prices. And then they'll, they'll try to sell you one in the lowest condition at the the best condition price. It's kind of what I got, son. <laughs> That's because a lot of these FUDs think that you, like, you have to be a member of the CMP. Mm-hmm. They think it's some exclusive club, and no, it's not. You just have to meet a couple of requirements and go buy the gun. So never, I've never... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh. So I'd never been to a gun show. So growing up, you know, my father never did a lot of gun shows or trade shows or anything like that. So I never did any of those. And then as I became an adult, I just bought everything online. And I didn't really have an interest of going down to one of those. But there was one here a couple days ago. So I'd been to one. So I thought I would go see what was there. Because I'm used to like truck swap meets and stuff where there's a lot of cool stuff there that you could get. So I thought it was going to be something like that. So we get down to the fairgrounds, and, and this is in Tampa, and it's in kind of a rough part of town. So we get down there, and we get in, and we walk through the door, and the first thing I see is this booth that's got like those, you guys have seen these, it's like Trump or something with like a plate carrier behind like a giant like American flag or like the Constitution. So this person has this booth, and that's all it is, just like cringe, three percenter, and all kinds of stuff like that. Punisher skulls. So I get past this booth and I go start walking my way down the aisles. And the first uh, booth I stopped at was the old guy. And he had a bunch of just random surplus gun parts everywhere. He had some barrel nuts. He had some M1 Garand stuff. He had a bunch of old bolts and bolt action stuff. And then I go to the next one, the next booth down, and it's the whole booth is nothing but PMAGs and free-floating key mod handrails, handguards. That's the whole, it's this whole booth. It's all he's got. So then I go to the next booth, and it's literally just diamondback pistols across this guy's entire 40-foot-long booth. And it was just the same, same three booths just repeated over and over and over again. And I'm just like, this is, this is dumb. So then I ended up leaving after I bought the uh, Smith & Wesson. The Smith & Western? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the yeah we, need to, we need to talk about your poor choice of carry gun. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to make fun of you for a minute. Yeah, did, did, yeah. did you get the one with the laser? I did not get the one with the laser because it was four forty nine, and the one out the laser was three eighty nine, and then I got a discount. So the whole thing oh, with the background check want, was like four ten. You want you want to know what's uh you want to know what's funny? I could have told you could have sold you a P three sixty five for four twenty five. Rip. 
Just don't yeah, drop what's it. That? There was a small Glock something, black and tan, well, FDE and tan, I mean, FDE and black, about the size of the bodyguard at another booth, and he only wanted 419 for it. It was a 9mm, but... About it. Glock 43. That was it. And that would have that would have been a lot better. That would have been infinitely better. Yeah, but see, my father has one of the Smith and Weston bodyguards, and he's probably got I don't know fifty to hundred rounds through it, and it seems pretty reliable. And I know fifty to hundred rounds isn't very much, but the way I look at it, I'm the odds of me being in a confrontation where I'm going to have to use it are exceedingly low. You're and literally Florida man. You should, be hauling, you should be hauling a 460, like a snub nose 460 around, just in case fucking a fucking alligator decides to show up and try to eat your ass. <laughs> oh, a funny story about that. So one time when I was about 13 or something, we were out riding four-wheelers, and we were in what, there used to be a lake, right? And it was just like a groundwater lake, so it wasn't very deep. It was like six foot deep. But then they put some uh, well fields in for one of the local counties. So the lake dried up. So the lake bed was just nothing but muck and marsh. We're out there riding four-wheelers in this muck. And we get up on, like, this high spot. And we're all hanging out. Next thing we know, there's, like, a six-foot cottonmouth just chilling four-wheelers. So one of the guys we were with pulls out, like, this, I don't know what it was. I was, like, 12, so I didn't even look at it. This long, single-shot pistol with, like, a forty-five in it. And they're all taking pot shots at this snake. Eventually they they got it, but I was like, mm. no step on snack. No snap on snack. So what's the uh, Mr. Florida man? What's the closest? Uh, have you had a uh, near death encounter with a gator? Uh, Florida, you got some kind of story about a gator. I think the closest I've come to an alligator. I've had a couple get real close to me when I was kayaking a few times down in the Everglades. Um, I've seen a couple crocodiles up close. They're pretty cool. So I'll give you an, ex- an example. So if you're in a boat and you're hauling ass and there's an alligator, they'll typically go away from the boat or they'll go under the water. Not the crocodiles. They don't care that the 20-foot boat is screaming 30 miles an hour beside them. And then, um, but closest call is anything like deadly. Did I send you guys the video of my foot with the shark? You might have. I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but, uh, well, I sent a video a long time ago, but 2020, me and some of my friends were camping down in the Everglades, and we were on, like, the coastal part of it, so we were camping on the beach, and we were fishing for sharks, and one of the guys caught a shark, but he was too afraid to go unhook it, so my friend and I dragged this thing up on the beach, and it's flopping everywhere, and it's bleeding, and it's, like, six foot long, so we get up on the beach, and I'm holding on to the line, and my friend is, I'm behind the shark by its tail, I'm pulling on to the line. And my friend is going to the business end of the shark for the knife to cut the line. And when he gets up close to the front of the shark, this thing, three, well, 180, whips around and tries to bite me. But when he closes his mouth, it lands right on my foot. That's probably the closest to a near-death experience I've ever had. Just like imagine losing your whole foot from a few inches in front of the ankle, just gone. But you're still probably two hours from the hospital. Oof. Maybe. 
you're probably at least 45 minutes till a helicopter gets there. It's, so uh, that would be interesting. No bueno. I, uh, I almost stepped on a, uh, uh, can't think of it now. Um, cottonmouth. Um, uh, <laughs> I was walking and, uh, uh, my foot, my, my my front foot was going down. It was about probably six inches from 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 the ground in a downward you know motion. When I see a snake just right underneath my boot, and I'm just like, nope. And I just ran the other way. I said, not today. I had no idea what it was until until somebody much smarter than me walked over and said, hey, you know this thing's poisonous. And I was like, yeah, it's probably good I didn't step on it. <laughs> It had been, I mean, we were, we were pretty deep in the, we were down some trails, so it probably would have been a little while before somebody could get back there or we could get, you know, to somewhere. Yeah, not something I want to actually do. I was glad I didn't actually step on it. That so probably would have bit me. I don't, I don't like snakes to begin with. Spiders and, and things like that, I don't mind. But snakes. Mm-mm. I had that uh had that fun experience uh two weekends ago. That was fun. Your uh your uh, Pepe Le Pew moment? Yeah, my Pepe Le Pew moment where I literally stepped on a skunk. Ooh, thankfully they're not uh, you know, like a deadly creature. They just smell No, I mean it could have bit the shit out of me to be fair. Yeah, and if it had rabies, you could have, you know. Ping gets rabies shots. (laughs) Thankfully, you know, if you get do get bit by a wild animal, you just go to the hospital and be like, "I got bit by something," and they'll run some tests real quick to make sure you're not going to die of rabies. Speaking of hospital, I don't know what y'all hospitals are like in uh, the upper forty-seven of the country. The hospitals down here. You can go there with your leg ripped off, and you're still going to wait six hours before the doctor sees you. Oh, I think it's that's terrible. any hospital. Uh, depends on what the kind of depends on what the what the situation is and like how serious it is. Because like if you just go in there with like, oh, I you know scraped up my arm or something riding a motorcycle, yeah, it might take some time. But if you like go in there with, hey, I got bit by a snake, they're gonna they're gonna take you in. First thing. I went in there straight from urgent care with my ultrasound paperwork and everything else. And I told the, so when I got there, we'll talk about my uh, testicle. So when I got to the ER, the incident. I, drove up to the, I drove up to the front door. And uh, meanwhile, the truck's a manual and it's diesel and it's 37s and all that. So I drive up to the front door and I get out. I drive to the front door, but there's nowhere to park. So I have to leave, get back in the truck, drive all the way around, way out, like a quarter mile away, park, hobble all the way back up there. So I get into the ER finally, and there's a bunch of old people in there and a couple homeless people. And there's a couple sheriff's deputies stationed in the ER at all times. And there's a couple other deputies that were there that had an inmate and then someone they arrested. And they were all beat up. And I go up to the, the counter, and there's an old homeless guy there complaining about something. And I say to the nurse who's doing his intake, I'm like, ma'am, 
Uh, I need to be seen right now. I just came from urgent care and I'm suffering a testicular torsion. And she goes, I'm sure you are, honey. You just got to wait in line. I'm like, no, I'm not waiting in line. I'm seeing a doctor now. And uh, I see in the corner of my eye, one of the deputies got the attention of one of the other, uh, I think it was a resident, like a physician assistant resident type person. And he went back and told the, unbeknownst to me, he went back and told the head ER doctor what was going on. And then they sent someone else up and she asked me what was going on. I showed her the paperwork. I just came from urgent care. And meanwhile, I can barely stand up at this point um, because the left side of my scrotum was about the size of grapefruit. And it had been this way for about 12 hours now. And they come get me and I go back and the ER doctor looks at it and he goes, that's the biggest one of those I've ever seen. And uh, eventually when I saw the urologist, I told the urologist, said, hey, doc, come get a picture of this. Send it out to your group chat for the urologist. But uh, it was wild. So that sounds about like the uh, the average experience at the at American uh, medical facility. Oh, I'm sure you're suffering from that. We'll be right with you. <laughs> and then you sit over in the corner for four hours. Yeah. See so you have. I see you have a gaping chest wound. Uh, just go sit over there. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but thankfully, once they saw that I wasn't making this up, it went pretty smoothly. So, but. did you get a? Uh, did they give you a uh, like an implant? Do you have like a? Uh, oh no, I'm lopsided. Oh no. But you ain't just the truth, pop, you ain't just popped a golf ball in there. I thought about it. I can't tell the difference from when I had both of them, to tell you the truth. Bitch. It's well, definitely at different. They, at least they only had to take one. Oh, right. no. If they had to take both, I would have I would have made them leave one. And he, he told me that he could leave it in there. He told me he could go in and he could uh, untwist it and then sew it up. And leave it in there, and then I could see if my body would, um, I wouldn't say recover it, but if it would survive. And I told him I didn't want to do that. And then, But then I looked it up to his judgment, but when he got in there, he said it was too big. Like, the actual testicle was twice the size it should normally be. Oof. Yeah, yeah I, I knew somebody that had that happen while they were... I think they're running like just mid run pretty calm pretty calm no he said it wasn't it ended up not being what? too uh too bad huh. but uh i don't think he ended up losing it <laughs> but he said it, it was like the the worst pain he's ever felt in his life oh it was bad it was real bad i told the urgent care people they were like so you have to drive to our other location for an ultrasound and I'm like, you see what I'm working with here. You think I can get in, the, in any vehicle and drive? And they told me it was too bad, so sad. <laughs> and then the one doctor, one of the places I went, was in three different offices that day, between urgent care and the ER. The one asked me what my pain level was. And I'm like, the left side of my scrotum is literally bigger than a grapefruit. What do you think my pain level is right now? Like, let's be real here. It was bad. But I still got the one. 
and uh, I'm doing some fertility stuff now, so we'll see what the results of those are all going to be. Hopefully that goes uh, smoothly. You know what pisses me off? Women's infertility is all covered by insurance. Male infertility, when I call them insurance, they're like, oh, yeah, we only cover three tests, and that's it. Hmm. Like, thought we were all equal here in America. Nah, like, son. Yeah, a lot of a lot of um, a lot of healthcare providers cover a majority of of it for for women. It's it's also, to my understanding, more common in women than than men. It is. It's way more common in women than men. And see, in men, nine times out of ten, it's a little science. So your testicle is a little bit different than the rest of your body. So it's your testicle is when it produces uh, sperm, it's after your body becomes immunologically competent. So your body will recognize anything inside your testicle as foreign and will attack it. So your testicle is kind of separate from your body. So as long as your actual testicle is intact, they can almost always extract either singular sperm or precursor of sperm from your testicle. And then from there, they can use that for different fertility. So for men, it's very rare that a man is actually truly sterile and unable to produce children. But in women, that's not necessarily the case. So that's another reason why it's almost always covered for women, women but not men. It's probably also cheaper for it. it well, it would be cheaper to fix the issue with men. I know. Is, so uh, like, I know when so I was shopping around here, a lot of them didn't. I'm sorry, what were you saying, I was saying uh, when I was shopping for healthcare years ago, uh, a lot of them didn't cover for either men or women. Like it's hit and miss. So like some of them don't cover either of them. Some of them just cover for women, and very rarely they cover both. So the whole process for me to preserve mine, including all the blood work, tests, office visits, is like 2000 to like 3000 depending on which doctor you go to and their individual fees. And that will produce like three to six vials, and each vial equals an attempt at pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like, what, $500 for an attempt? But for women, it's like ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 to freeze a single egg. Mm-hmm. So that's quite a big difference in cost. Now, one egg is one attempt at pregnancy. Yeah. So when you're talking like whole orders of magnitude in terms of cost differences. Yeah, which makes sense to why they cover it. Because, you know, the average American that's suffering from this isn't going to pay that much. I don't know anyone that can spend $30,000 to have multiple eggs frozen for their wife. I mean, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I, see, I see we uh, shift gears back to guns. I'm sure listeners are probably now tired of hearing about your testicle and the, uh, the failures of the American medical uh, system. Um, that's probably valid. What is... So- what is your dream 
I'm sure I'm sure I can guess this. What is your dream gun as of right now? Like, so my dream gun as of right now would probably be either it's it's two, but they're really similar. Would be one of the early prototype AR10s or AR15s with the trigger style charging handle under the carry handle and then select fire and safe semi or full auto with the original brown bakelite furniture that would be my absolute dream gun i will sell my soul for one of those yeah i know i don't blame you i wouldn't sell my soul but you know i'd probably i'd probably so i do give a, give a pretty penny for one i, I would I do some do. nasty things <laughs> what would yeah. you do for a klondike bar <laughs> so i do have one of those uh prototype uppers that i bought from brownells when they had them in stock in yep. 2021 it's just chilling in one of the drawers under my bed i'm gonna do something with it i just don't know when I spent a lot of money in the last couple of weeks so i don't know maybe sometime next year i'll put something together on it i have everything just about to put one together except maybe the lower parts kit and the buffer so we'll yeah see. i w- i really wish i would have snagged one of those uh those with the uh charging handle underneath the carry handle i really like those those are phenomenal i've only seen like one for sale since and it was yeah. like 600 bucks for just the stripped upper there was a uh at the gun show, there was a couple of guns that were nice. Besides the Fulton, there was two original Colts, um, like XME-177 type civilian rifles. And then there was a a Wyndham weaponry A1 clone for like 890 I tried to get my father to buy it, but he didn't understand that that's that was a, a steal for 890 these days. That's a really good price. My buddy's got one of those to shoot like a dream. It was in perfect shape. I mean, there wasn't even a scratch on the hand guards, nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe are... the price of carry handle upper receivers right now. They're outrageous. Yeah, I bought mine. I bought my, um, I think it was like uh, 99 bucks for a blemished uh, slick side mm-hmm. back in, this was 2020 think yeah speaking of uh, carry handles i see streamlight has joined us yeah what's up i hear you're talking about uh a1 uppers i'm a little excited but uh i I currently have an itch i'm trying to scratch with that without spending like five hundred dollars on a stripped upper which is actually more difficult than it should be we we told you how to fix that itch. You just go to the doctor and get some meds for the gonorrhea, damn it. <laughs> That's a completely different issue. But and you live in Oklahoma, right? Yeah. You can just go to any uh, veterinarian and get some kind of prescription for that. Yeah, that's more common than you think. Like, all jokes aside, <laughs> that's uh, pretty common here. Like uh, when the whole, uh, what was it, ivermectin? Yeah. Yeah, that was like, that was very uh, easy to come by. (laughs) (laughs) 
and like a lot of people are actually doing that. Um, I think my parents included. <laughs> Gosh, but <laughs> it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like a lot of people had it. Uh, but no, on the A ones, I don't know if y'all have talked about the Palmetto State Armory ones. Yep. We were just getting there. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I'm a little hesitant, and uh, just because you know it's a PSA. <laughs> but if anybody doesn't know, uh, Palmetto State Armory recently acquired Nodak Spud, and Nodak Spud now operates under the Harrington and Richardson name under PSA, and they're making uh, like all retro stuff. So I, I'm. I'm pretty confident that the quality is evened out, you know, so now we can expect somewhere in the middle of Nodak and PSA. So I'm going to, I'm willing to send it on that for like the $160 upper they're going to sell versus like, you know, anything else at $400, $500. Until you miss the drop and it gets scalped on Gunbroker for $500. Oh yeah. They're, they're literally already being, yeah. Scalped on Gunbroker for $500. Like it's that's retarded. If anybody's willing to pay that, that's retarded. Well, there's people like Drukus out there that will pay that for their pretty rifle they never shoot. Speaking of, oh my gosh, that guy, dude! I took my rifle out. I I use the exact same paint as he does. Exact same paint. Took it out. I took it out with me hiking once. And it got beat to shit. But he'll go out hiking all the time, and he shoots it so much, and it shows zero signs of wear. It's like, yeah, that's why. That's why you don't. You don't get it in the inside of flash <laughs> He repaints it, man. You don't get it. <laughs> Every time he comes home, he repaints it. Freaking uh, my my ten three does not win it. When I shoot it with a with a can on it, it does not, you know, it it ejects it at like a two o'clock position. I don't like that, but I'm working on it. Then you don't get that pretty wear on your brass deflector. Exactly. Now, if I take the can off, it does bounce off of it. So, like, there is just a slight amount of wear on it, and it's like I've probably put 500 rounds through it since I painted it, and it's like. How do you, with your thousands of rounds through your rifle that you claim, have absolutely no signs of wear? And it's like a 20-inch. That is pretty funny, honestly. It's like, how is supporting this, this thousands of rounds in today's prices? That's like four, five, six thousand dollars Daddy's money. When your dad's rich and buys you everything you want, it's pretty easy. I hate that. That'd be really nice. <laughs> but yeah, it, it like it doesn't take much to like wear shit off of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck, I just I just fuck with the safety on my guns and that's fucking wearing. Mm-hmm. And like my my Benelli from the all the dry fire I do with it to like load shells proficiently, like the whole handguard's already wearing off and shit. That's what uh, mine's not even painted. I I need to actually get around to do that. That's cool. But... That's breaking. <laughs> well, I did my uh, I did my 270, and I was gonna do the AR, 
but I, I don't know why. I just never, just never did. But um, yeah, I've taken my AR out hiking and like just gets a lot of shit on it, like so much sand and scratches it. Like I get it doesn't off. take much. I don't understand how some people keep them so clean when they're hiking and rucking. You know? Did you just say rucking? Please get off the podcast. <laughs> Excuse you. What's wrong with it's the word rucking? First of all, son, you can't, you're the guest. You can't tell people to get off here. <laughs> Secondly, from, rucking is a completely acceptable word. It's completely flat here. So, like, there's no hiking. It's just walking. Well, that sounds like a flatlander problem. I mean, hey, it's flat hey, here. But hey, hey. All you got to do is drive to the hills. They're not that far away. Everybody's got hills nearby. I live in North Dakota. And also, it's only a couple hours. Is like hiking or rucking, is that exclusive to not flat land? I I was under the assumption it just meant hiking with a heavy bag. Yes, it does. And like, you don't got to be in the hills for that. Unless you're Florida man who doesn't like the word rucking, apparently. I tell you what, we got some sugar sand down here. You'll stink up to your ankles or more. It's terrible. I wouldn't imagine trying to walk through that with a 40, 50 pound pack on my back. Ah, so you haven't, you're admitting you haven't tried. Checkmate. Checkmate. Back to uh, painting guns. So I have those loads I got. The ones that are engraved with the fake Colt on them. They're, they're just raw aluminum, so I'm going to have to anodize them or paint them. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them. Rattle can them. I thought about it. Rattle there can them. Everything. There are a couple of companies out there that'll do Colt gray anodizing. Yeah, even if it's already been uh, machined out? Yep. Hmm. What's up with that? Let me ask you this question, Ping. What's up with that guy? I took that those barrels and those front sight bases down to that gunsmith to have them worked on. And I, he has this form he types up for his business, and he gave it to me, and I filled out what I wanted. And then he took my driver's license, and he put it on the paper and made a copy of it. But he kept the copy that had my driver's license on it. Uh, no, my- One second, guys. How rude. Ask um, me a question and walk away. And then doesn't mute himself. <laughs> uh, I'm back. Uh, oh, wow. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you okay there, bud? You sound like you were having a happy ending. Oh, no. I'm uh, in one of the conference rooms. I'm in the middle of an experiment tonight, so the uh, janitor was wanting to clean the conference room, but I'm obviously recording a podcast, so... Did you tell him that, or did you tell him you're a niche internet micro-celebrity? No, I told him that I was uh, writing a grant. <laughs> this is as far from that as it could possibly be. I'm, uh, I'm on a conference call right now. I'll, I'll, I'll get on that in a minute. <laughs> but yeah, I can't believe he uh, put my driver's license on there. I didn't know if that was some kind of new regulation or what. It seems like the 
government changes these every three seconds. I mean, r- rules have started to change, yes and no. And, you know, they there was talk of, like, gunsmiths having, like... Because as of right now, and the, the reason we do it, A, it's kind of required, because if, if you give us a whole gun to gunsmith, it still goes into our A&D book. So, like, we're still, it still goes in our acquisitions and dispositions book. So we're taking it onto our books while we work on it. And then when we're done with it, we give it back to you. And as long as it's the person that dropped the gun off, there's no paperwork involved. Hmm. You just show me your driver's license. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're that person. Here's your gun back. Get the fuck out of my face. So but, two things on that point. Uh, one, when I was at the gun show and I bought the gun that we won't talk about, uh, by the time I by the time I filled the paperwork out, she had already got my background check back. I couldn't believe it went that fast. I thought that they take forty five minutes to an hour. I mean, to be fair, I've never actually bought a gun at a store, so it was my first time. But I mean, it it is all it's mixed. pretty much it's instant, man. Yeah, mm. national instant check system. But wow, it, it uh, is, most of the uh, time it's pretty quick. Until you get delayed, yeah. and now they have to like now if somebody gets a delay, we have to give their address. Oh, and eighteen to twenty year olds instantly get a delay. Yeah, yeah, nice, a, nice a registration there. They get a ten day delay at that. That's ridiculous. On the right. delay topic, say you're not 18 to 20. Do those typically come from like maybe things you've had on your record that have been kind of taken off your record, or what's do, the deal with wanna, those? Do you want to know the most common reason I think I hear for a delay? Probably a DUI. No, it's the fucking system isn't working correctly at the moment. Mm-hmm. My computer's not working correctly, and Nix takes a, such a high volume of phone calls and other like. Just, you know, we're just talking the phone call side because we still call them in. Um, but they take such a high volume of calls that they are only allotted so much time per check. And if the computer doesn't kick back a result in that time, then it's it's a no bueno. Like, you're you're done. Okay, you're delayed. And a lot of the times, like, I'll get a delay, and I have a response back within an hour, if that. I've had, I had one dude that left the store, like, and got into his car and started to back out, and Nick's called to say that he got to proceed, you know, before he was even out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Been there before. Two points. One is the rib went with me today. And she's from a state that isn't the gunshine state. So I walk into this gun store and there's a couple older gentlemen in there browsing the, the stores. It's a real small store about the size of someone's kitchen, maybe. And uh, she's looking at all these guns on the wall and stuff. And then I do my thing and some guy says he wants this gun and blah, blah, blah. And then, then we, But that wasn't with us. He was in the store talking to the other associate. And then we leave, and the rib's like, so when does he get to come back for his gun? And I'm like, he, he doesn't. I'm like, if he has his concealed weapons permit, he's going to leave with it within the next 20, 30 minutes. And she's like, what? 
Because up north, they have to wait like three weeks to get it once they uh, pay for it. She couldn't Depend- believe it. Depends on the state. That is yeah. a really ungun-friendly state that she's from. I was going to yeah, say, that sounds like Jersey or some shit. It's New Jersey. And then ah. another time, my uh, father and I were at World King, and he was buying the lowers that we won't talk about either. And uh, <laughs> he was waiting for his background check to come in. And it took about 45 minutes. But in the meantime, this guy walks in, and he didn't have his concealed weapons permit. So in Florida, if you have your concealed weapons permit, you can buy a gun the same day. Show up to the store, pick it out, background check, and then leave. <laughs> but if you don't, there's like a three-day waiting period. So he comes in. This guy comes in. They call it a cooling-off period. So he comes in, and he speaks to the, the department, gun department manager at World King, who's behind the counter. And he goes, you guys was here whatever day it was, and it was three days ago, and I want my, I'm to pick up my gun now. And she goes, well, you don't have your concealed weapons permit, so you have to wait. And then she says, the problem is the gun that you purchased, since you purchased it so late in the day, the guy working put it in the next morning. So you have to come back tomorrow to get it. He was pissed. I don't want to hear you call Florida the gunshine state if you have to wait three days. Three-day wait period. That is not the guns. Gun. Yeah, I can't even fucking speak. But see, that's only for people who aren't smart enough to go get their concealed weapons permit because Florida is a shout. No, 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 no. Literally, that's an excuse. Every state is a shall issue state now, so that's a move. I'm talking like before all this recent events. Even four or five years ago, it was a shall issue state. Okay, and. Oklahoma has been a shall issued for a long fucking time. You've never, never even had it. It's been a shall issue for as long as they've had permits. The first gun I bought, I didn't have a permit. I had zero waiting period. We don't have really? waiting periods. We don't have waiting periods. Yeah, I, I walked in. I've never. Uh, it was like right I've when I turned, been. right after I turned 18. Walked in, got a gun, I transferred. Got a background check. It took like maybe five minutes. And then walked out with it. No concealed hmm. carry or anything. I don't even have a concealed carry license. You don't need one. Um, I did mine online here. So you guys know I send you that stuff from uh, Tampa Carry. What's up, sheepdogs? Oh, yeah, that guy. That guy. So I was, I don't know. You have to be 21 to get it here. So I was probably 22. And, uh, I didn't want to have to go up to the other place that does them locally. So for him, if you do his course, you have the option to do it in person or online. So if you do it online, we'll put that in quotation marks. It's literally just watching an hour long video of him saying sheepdog every 30 seconds, followed by pull your gun. Sheepdog. So you watch this for 50 minutes and then you drive down to his little store down here in a bad part of town. And, uh, he talks to you for about 25 minutes about whatever. And then he's got some little like suppressed pistol thing and like this black box. And that's your entire course. Yep. And you learn how to say sheepdog the correct way. What is that's important. That is really important. That is, that is the most important thing is to be a sheepdog. I don't think like 
honestly, there's really no point to concealed carry if everybody doesn't know that you're a sheepdog. If you that you are drive, concealed carrying, if you don't drive a Toyota Tacoma or Forerunner with like concealed carry stickers all over it, you know, say with an overlanding rack on it, and uh, oh yeah, yeah, you don't have. What are it, those pants? Are those the five eleven pants? Yeah, you gotta wear five eleven pants. And don't don't even get me started. If your hiking gear isn't all perfectly matched, niche camouflage. Mm. You're not know. saving anybody's life. And then you have to have a bright orange uh, sleep pad. You might as well be a sheep. Like you're not you're not a sheep dog. At that point, you're just you're just a uh, an ant. You're part of the flock, maybe. If you're that lucky. Yeah. I will tell you the closest call I've ever had where I did not have a weapon that I wish I did. I had a multi-tool knife. <laughs> Another time we were camping down on <laughs> the Everglades. And um, so part of the Everglades that we were in has always been used for like drug smuggling and stuff because of where it's at and how remote it is. And they wiped most of that out in late 80s. But I so was, there's no. I think I was there in uh, Battlefield uh, Hardline in the story mode. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get that. Get <laughs> I got it. I'm the only one that's gonna get it. But so anyway, I so we're camping. It. it was pretty funny. And there's there's no remember, there's no one around for probably fifty or more miles in either direction. And so we're on the beach, and everyone in our group had went to bed, and it was just me and this other woman awake. And then we see like this single headlight just making its way down the beach. And I was pretty sure everyone in our group was already asleep. And I'm like, why is this single headlight approaching us in the middle of nowhere? Like, what does this person need? And I kept calling out this person. They're still probably 50, 60 feet away. And I'm like, hello, do you need help? Are you lost? Blah, blah. I'm still not getting a response. And then I'm starting to get a little creeped out. And then the woman's starting to get a little creeped out. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is some kind of like drug smuggler or some kind of like crazy person. Because it's in a remote area, first of all, and then Everglades City itself is full of rough characters. Don't ask anyone their name. So I'm a little creeped out at this point. But then as you get closer and closer, I actually pull my little and I'm like, oh, my, I'm like, what am I going to do? Stab this person with a two inch long blade? <laughs> One of the guys with us had went out of his tent and didn't tell anybody, and then went down the beach to take piss. But he came about four seconds from getting stabbed. <laughs> yeah, I was a little nervous. But. Ladies and gentlemen, we give you the man that bought a bodyguard 380 as a scary gun. Oh, someone finally said it. I, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> you chose that. But I gotta, I gotta jump off here, guys. I'll talk to you later. See you later, Ping. Thanks for Make your choices. Make a baby. Make your choices. Yeah, I've had, me personally, I've had one incident where I thought I would need a gun, like in a dangerous situation. Now, this was a thought. Uh, the afterthought was, no, I did not need a gun. But um, I was living in this, uh, like in a neighborhood in town. And a girl came up to my door at like, 
I think it was like two or three in the morning and she was banging on the door and like screaming for help or whatever. And that's a pretty odd thing to do at three in the morning, you know? Especially in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like in the living room watching TV. This was during the uh, COVID semester. So my sleep schedule was sleep from uh, 10 a.m. to uh, 4 p.m. So, you know, I was up, of course. And I wa- I'll go and grab my, like I had my gun sitting there. I grab it. I go to the door. She's like, I open it. She's like, can you please help me? Oh, my God. Can you please help me? She's crying. There's like tears all down her face. And I look behind her, and there's some dudes like jogging up to the door, you know, uh, from the street. It's like t- two guys following her, jogging up to the door. And I'm like, holy fuck, I'm going to have to shoot two guys right now. Like, what the fuck is going on? So I get my gun out, and then right at that moment, she's like, my dog is lost. And I was like, I told her, I was like, what the fuck are you like? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is not, not the time, you know. That was a pretty, that was an interesting moment that got the adrenaline going. But that's about the only time I've had so far where I thought I'd need one. No Mexican drug smugglers yet. Yet, yet. Uh, honestly, in Oklahoma, that is it's very common. So. Soon, maybe. See, I got the uh, idea with the uh, the uh, the kids that they're one of their parents are redneck and their other parent is from the city, and they think they're a gangbanger, but they're like the whitest kid you know. It's like they try to act tough, and you're just like, <laughs> I could slap yeah. the shit out of you, and you'd go See, cry. We, uh, we have those here, but they're just they just smoke meth. <laughs> Same. That that Oklahoma meth, that Oklahoma black tar heroin, it hits differently. So I've heard. So I've heard. I'm glad you cleared that up. Yeah, no, I don't do meth or anything. Oomst. Oomst. Yeah, me, I don't do meth. Yeah. So what kind of meth is your favorite? No comment, but... A crystal. I haven't heard of that one. That crystal just. I believe it's pronounced crystal, and it's a nice champagne. No, it's actually just a white trash girl's name. (laughs) What? Bitch. Hey, Forges. (laughs) Got him. Hey, Forges. Sugandis. Hey, why don't you uh, why don't you go talk to uh, Joe? <laughs> Joe, Joe Ligma. God. <laughs> Normal people like uh, cashews, like legumes and stuff. Uh, Harambe prefers. You know, le- on this legumes. topic, what are, what are those little uh, checks things called? Fishing net thingies. Fishing net things, yeah. Yeah, those are so I have good. no idea. Oh, maybe we can get uh, maybe we can get bad review guy to listen to this episode. The, so the tacticals. I don't remember what his name was. That was my favorite know. review. I'm so glad that the 
first episode I was on. Had such a bad reception. To this, I will personally send him a t-shirt of Gabriel wearing pit vipers. I, I need that shirt. Wait, that's the thing. This is a shirt that's around. Gabriel wearing pit vipers. Gabriel's shirt. That might be a need in life. That's going in the budget. Until we all get to eat a little bit of Gabriel. I'm excited for that. It's so it's, Gabriel, like a bitter, it's a bittersweet. So Gabriel's got probably till the end of the year to breed those two cows one more time. And then after that, he's getting the rubber band around his balls. And then probably two months later, he's going to go uh, to Happy Valley. Who gets, who gets yeah. the balls when they fall off? The, the local crow. calf fry festival, I'm assuming. I want to send Wop some uh, hamburger from Gabriel. How is he going to pee if you take his balls? <laughs> he, I think I think you just don't have to pee anymore. Dude, that sounds sweet. Oh, does that mean Slick only has to pee half the time? <laughs> <laughs> he pisses twice as much. <laughs> He didn't Hang say anything. It must be true. No, I was texting the rib. Um, no, I piss like every five minutes. I don't know what you guys are talking about. So it doesn't. He doesn't have as much clown. He said he doesn't, can't hold it as long. Exactly. So if the I, other one goes away, does that actually mean you just constantly pee instead of you can't hold it? Like any time you can't hold it. Yeah, anytime you have to pee, it just like it comes out without you knowing. Wait, do our followers know who Gabriel is? Do they need to know? <laughs> It'd be weird if they thought it was a person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my buddy Gabriel, uh, we're removing his balls soon. Well, I think when you said uh, hamburger, I think they probably... Or you. breeding cows, you know, that might be a tip. Who among us has not bred a cow? Come on. Now, what happens in Florida stays in Florida. Or something. I don't know. I don't want to go there. I mean, Why? have you guys ever put y'all ever y'all ever no. uh, been goat fucking? I'm sorry, what? Listen, my... <laughs> Good scratch. Been, been goat me? fucking? Oh no, sorry, never mind. That must be the Oklahoma thing. Oklahoma shit are you talking about? That's what they call it when you tuck your jeans into your boots. Goat fucking. That's not what they call it. That is what they call it because that's where you put the back, goat's back legs is in your boots. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my. Hey, word. listen, my my barber's cellmate when he was in prison, uh, oh, no. consummated relationship with a cow. Wait, what? What? So my barber was in was in prison. That's a whole nother story. But uh, his cellmate at one point he had different ones. Consummated a relationship with a cow. No, he did not. That's it, made up. No, no wonder this guy's in jail. Like this is where he belongs. He's in jail. That's an actual menace to society, right there. He's on Polk County. What do you expect? For, forget the murderers. Forget the rapists, drug dealers, all that. Get them out of like they shouldn't have to spend that much time with the dude who fucked the cow. Like that's dangerous. The older you get, the more you hear about Florida, the more you realize, like, it's not a joke. Florida is just actually crazy. 
Florida even a real place? Like, I don't think it is real, honestly. No, I went there once. It was real. No, no. That was southern Georgia. Do you want to hear about my day today from the time I woke up to the time I got on this podcast? Really? <laughs> okay. So, check this out. Wake up at quarter to six. Whirl around <laughs> the bed, look at memes. Okay? Then, I leave the house at like 6.30. I drive 30 mu- 32 miles to work. It took me an hour and 10 minutes. The last six miles was bumper to bumper. I flipped off a couple of people. Got at yelled 6:30 at. 6.30 in the morning, it was bumper to bumper? Well, I left the house at 6.30. Got uh, six miles God. from work at 7.15. Then from 7.15 to the time I got to work at 20 to 8, it was bumper to bumper for six miles. Get to work. Do normal work stuff. Then go to the gun store, which we've all heard about my gun store adventures for the day. Leave there. Drive down to FedEx. Drop a package off. The Latina behind the counter tried to flirt with me because in Florida, Latinas love the tall, skinny white guys. Then, so, can, I, can I rent a room from you, buddy? <laughs> uh, did we make fun of Slickside on the on podcast yet for his purchase? Numerous <laughs> times. Yes. <laughs> Dumb bitch. And then I ended up on this podcast. Where where was that going? I don't know. I thought I had more fun. But we made fun of him. That was such an exciting day until, you know, Forges talked over you about how you're a dumb bitch. (laughs) Anyway, when I'm coming. Buying a bodyguard 380. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, my grandfather tried to sell me his uh, 357 Magnum wheel gun he's got that he bought in the 80s when he went out west. Yeah, I should have bought that instead. fucking bought that. What's wrong with you? That's a better deal. Imagine, so imagine the politics of, of a crackhead getting hit with that 357. Should I also buy the gun belt that's got like the individual bullet holders on the side? You know what I'm talking about. Like a, yes, dude. Yes. I will wear yes. that 24-7. I've, un- I've unironically seen people in Oklahoma. I've unironically seen people in Oklahoma carrying like <laughs> that kind of shit. So <laughs> you come here, you can carry whatever you want, including like a single action Colt army. Like seen way too much of that. <laughs> Coincidentally, uh, my really? list. It's like almost cool is the problem. What did that old dude that stopped the church shooter have? Was it a 40? No, it was a... Uh, oh, it was a 357 SIG. Yeah, he has... Yeah. <laughs> like 357 SIG guys finally like have a victory. Yes, we got one. <laughs> it's a heck of a shot, though. Oh, he, like, he straight up domed him. One shot from across the church. That shit was incredible. Based. Didn't even didn't even need freaking nine follow up shots like the uh, the guy that stopped the mall shooting. Yeah, what a what a pussy that guy must be, huh? I did shot hear, like wow. I did hear uh, the report that I read said the first his first hit uh, was a kill shot. 
he just, you know, put seven more in. Oh, based, mag dumped into trash? Literally into trash. See, if that guy would have gone to Florida and got some pussy, he wouldn't have freaking snapped and tried to go active shooter on a mall. No, if he, yeah, if he went and got some of that Latina, he would have been a happy man. Yeah. Could have just sent him to Miami for the weekend. He had a ball. I mean, I'm, I stand by, uh, I stand by the theory that like all the world's problems could be solved if dudes would get laid. I mean, I mean, yeah. What no pussy does to a motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't we talk about that? Didn't we? (laughs) That dude is going to comment about how bad this episode is because we talked about this guy. We talked about the ball shooter. <laughs> no, we, no, no, no. We, we, no, one of his criticisms was that we spent like one minute talking about it. <laughs> about legumes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, if he reviews the episode, I will send him a t-shirt of nephew Gabriel wearing pit vipers. <laughs> we'll just We're, send him a shirt that has his review on it. <laughs> Honest, when Ethan announced that man, I was kicking my ass. Oh my god! Like it was so out of the blue. I didn't know he was doing it. He just sends that. I read it and realize <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Ethan, you're a fucking genius. Literally, calling each other gay for forty minutes. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know. That's pretty accurate. Oh, I know. I got lots of messages from people saying like. Oh, I, I did like the fishing net thing you talk. I thought it was hilarious. That was the funniest goddamn shit. I don't care what anyone says. What do you, what do you, what do you call those little uh, the little things in the check checkmates? <laughs> I hate that he knew it was called Chex Mix. And like over half the stuff in it over half the stuff in it is checks just in different flavors. And he's just That review is very lengthy. I do appreciate the uh what's Steve's name? The tactical sapper. Sapir. He spelled it wrong. I think it's just funny. Like, just the, I think it was you for just too long, didn't read. <laughs> but I'm thanks for the review. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I'm sorry that all that happened. My my contribution was he like complained about our grammar or something, and I I just grammar corrected his review. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Like, Delete, we're such an unofficial podcast, like, half the time. Delete such a serious review on it. Like, dude, just stop listening. Like, literally just turn it off. Like, you're listening to it for free. Like, just turn it off, man. We are literally a company. What are you talking about? Well, I did miss the last board meeting, so I'm a little out of the loop. (laughs) Yeah, I sent you a letter of reprimand, so... That'll be on five, your desk le- five letters of reprimand, and you get a letter of like malicious intent. Five like, letters of reprimand. Nine of those, and you get an official reprimand, and then like how many official reprimands until you get a one dollar fine? 
Okay, well, I'm going to be careful then. I'm going by straight and narrow now. Okay, what's the most expensive gunsmithing tool any of you own? Um, A hammer, maybe. Like, I don't know. I don't think I own any. A Dremel? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all we really need. Unironically, yes. Actually, a Dremel. I bought an uh, upper vice block. And I bought one of those Wheeler Delta Series stands. What? You need a Midwest URR and a lock and hold vice block. Like literally the two best tools ever made. I'm currently broke. I completely built out a lower while sitting on the couch. So, yeah, it's. That's the easy part. All now, those like people make yeah, so you, many tools for putting those together. It's like just don't. Have you built one out while completely intoxicated? Oh fuck yeah! I'm about to Not, take one apart and <laughs> reassemble it right now. I wasn't completely intoxicated. No, I've never actually lost a detent or a spring or anything. Yeah, me neither. I've had a couple buffer retainers like shoot across the room, but I somehow found them every single time. Have you ever put together a uh, an A1 rear sight? Unfortunately, yes. The little pin? I fucking hate it. It's awful. I shot one of those across the freaking across the room. Thought I like searched for it for probably 20 minutes. Couldn't find it. I was like, I'm just going to order... I, I ordered three of them extra. I was like, I'll just order some extra ones. Also, and then as soon as it, remember, like way back in the chat, someone was telling us that I'm the A1 sites. No, you're not. I'm talking here. All right, go ahead. Literally, as soon as I hit order and confirmed it, found I found it. I found it. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I'd throw it away man. at that point. No, I just I finished putting it together. It was like. You want to know how I, I prevented myself from losing a detent? Uh, I got in the shower. <laughs> I was thinking about it, right? I've, I've done that before, actually. I was like, I'm going to, I had all, I was, I was to the part where I was going to put everything in I could really easily lose. And I was like, fuck it, I'm getting in the shower and closing the curtain. That way it can't go anywhere. Down the drain, retard. Yeah. yeah. I'm obviously, I obviously put something in the drain. Oh, speaking of which, we're not allowed to say retard anymore. Okay, retard, whatever. Yeah. I got well, reprimanded at work. That. Okay, wait. Hold on. What was it like way back in the chat? Someone was telling us that, oh, yeah, A1 sites are garbage because they the fucking screws back out or some shit. That's that sounds like FUD. Was that fucking 2A or some shit? I don't remember. No, it was FUDLOR. It was FUDLOR. Oh, it was him. That's right. Hey, if you're listening, that was dumb, and that doesn't happen. It's literal. It was actual fuddler, yeah. I wish I knew that that didn't happen, but I don't have an A1 upper. I actually put a uh, an A2 aperture in my A1 rear sight. <laughs> that seems like a sin, but okay. You did what? I'm sorry, I wasn't. Yeah, an A2 uh, aperture and an A1 sight. 
What's the difference? Seems wrong, but I'll allow it. It's the two different, uh, what the fuck do you call the two different size holes? I thought the A1s had that. They do. Oh, you mean they're differently the sized from the A1s? Uh, two, two different zeros. Gotcha. Well, can we mine, can we tag the uh, that uh, guy that left us that glowing review? Absolutely. I think we're gonna. Please do. I hope he listens. Again. <laughs> I am on. So he can hear us talking about lagoons. To <laughs> be honest, if he still listens to the podcast, I'll respond. After, after that, you know, I he, deserves, he deserves a free shirt with his review. I'm sure it's. I think Ethan probably already. I think he probably that. tagged him in the announcement. I'm on the page right now, so I'm gonna go look and see if God that was that was art. Surprisingly, uh no, he didn't. Oh, there's still a discount code on it. Y'all are welcome for that. Do any of you have pit wipers? No. I've I found that I hate shooting with them. I've never worn them. Something about the blue and like picking up a red dot makes it harder to pick up. I don't know. It's weird. I really don't care for them as shooting glasses. I have no desire to own a pair of Pit Vipers in the first place. I literally bought them for the meme. As a serious uh, investment. I don't believe you. I believe Joe Mama. I would believe them. Hey, do you know? Uh, do you know Joe? Joe Sugandis. I was gonna say, why are you gonna steal my thunder like that? Thundies nuts. That's not really like. I wouldn't consider that thunder. That might be like slight showers or something. That's. You like golden showers? What? Um. Uh. uh I mean, well. Uh, the squirts, boy. Squirt, squirt's not pee. Oh my god. Stored in the tits. <laughs> squirt, squirt is stored in the tits. It most early definitely lore. is. That's early lore. <laughs> hey, are you guys buying the uh, aluminum buffer tubes or are you guys still doing the plastic ones? Huh? I don't think Streamlight knows that lore. <laughs> he probably doesn't. He's too new for that. You poor soul. Was it in an episode? No, it was in the group chat. It was a plastic buffer tube moment. I didn't even know the thing. It sounds terrible. Guess who said it? It's kind of like a canted glass moment. She probably doesn't get that reference either. I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Hollow some canted glass moment. Is that like that new mount that came out? That's even worse than the Goober's mount. No, it's really just tilting ten degrees. All right, your homework is to go all the way to the very beginning of the group chat and just catch up on the war. Not doing that. You should. 
I tried to scroll up to find a picture today, and it made me realize like how wait, fucking wait, much stuff. Yes. Wait, has Harambe and uh, Forges? Have you guys sent your balls to the chat? Yes. I don't what think Streamlight has. Yeah, you're right. I haven't. I still have that meme on my phone. Is that the type of chat I'm in? Like some sort of gay testicle sharing group? I should have a full on picture of my testicle. See, that's something I'd actually want to see, though. Uh, um. Um, well, it's, it's the. Uh... It's the group picture for the signal chat. What? Slick signs ball scar. Plural. <laughs> I, I, I remember not believing. I was like, "Yeah, okay, your balls. You need your ball removed." Oh uh-huh, yeah, right. The one time you ask, like, "Oh yeah, proof, man," and he actually just sent you a picture of his ball. <laughs> Was, uh, it's actually three scars. You had four to start with? No, so they took the one out and then they sewed the other one to the side of the sack. They did what? Is that so yeah. it doesn't like slide over on the other side or something? No, so it doesn't twist. Uh, that makes sense. So they took the, they took the left side out and then they sewed the right side to the sack oh, and then lefty. they on the right side to the sack. I don't like the sound of that. I was anesthetized. I was on some good shit when they did it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, am I, maybe I'll go get a ball removed. I don't recommend it. You don't have any to remove, though. What did? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually you don't a have an A1 upper. Stop it. What did they do with your uh, testicle after they removed it? Did you get to keep it, like in a little jar? I wanted to. My father told the doctor to keep it. But Dude, the doctor- I would want my ball. I would have been like, you give me my fucking ball right now. All you gotta By the time do I woke up, the doctor had left. All you got to do is go back to the hospital and be like, where is my testicle? I did it for my foreskin, and they gave it back to me. Mm, you chew on it? A little, little piece of gum? <laughs> Well, that's what you do, right? It's like an everlasting gobstopper, but for gum, you know, you just <laughs> chew on it. Chew. Hmm. What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Snickle moment right now. <laughs> oh no, not a snickle moment. <laughs> uncontrollable laughter when he like almost asphyxiated was the best. The snickle still fucking cracks me up. <laughs> I feel sorry for I. I would like to apologize to uh, Chance for 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 his first appearance on the show. <laughs> snickle moment. I just remember that video I sent y'all that I found. It's like a dude with like forty snickles in his refrigerator. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, here's how to bake a Snickle, guys. He makes one, opens a fridge, and there's just a pile of them like in the fridge. <laughs> Snickle stockpile. That's actually my, uh, that's my fridge. It was actually Harambe that made that video. I, I love that he put it together with like rubber bands. 
<laughs> just throw some rubber bands on there to hold it together until you're ready to eat it. And then he tosses it in a pile of them. And he's like, there you go. <laughs> we should make goob tape, but it just has like Snickle logo on it. We, we still need to do goob tape. Goob tape. Goob tape for the true goobs out there. Oh, I honestly don't know how I ever use my charging handle without having tape on it. I know, dude. Aren't they so slippery? It's crazy. Sometimes I put a little sandpaper on there so it doesn't slip. Especially those like mil spec ones with the really defined shelf on them, like on the side. You know, I can't hold on to those. Oh my god, yeah. Like, who has that much hand strength? Holy fuck. Oh, not me. I'm a pussy. Oh, not me either, yeah. I had to put grip tape on mine. I drink like a lot of hard kombucha and it gets my hands all oily. Oh, so I drink, I drink really soy. I, have, I drink oh, uh, soy, soylent and I think maybe it gave me like early onset arthritis, but it's so good. Like Soylent green as people. It just makes me feel so docile. I love it. Has anyone yeah, seen My it? wife's boyfriend bought me a watch. <laughs> it was really tight, and my hands started to turn purple. Your wife's boyfriend bought you a watch, too? Yeah. Very considerate. It was a Nintendo Switch watch. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> you hardly touched your Javacado toast. <laughs> the Wallace and Gromlet. That's how this is that's exactly how we got on the, the we got on the snickle. Babe, what's wrong? You hardly touched your snickle. <laughs> Because we, I don't remember what the first one was, but I, I remember this one being uh, being thrown out there. The limited edition uh, so- Sonic Curry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you see my red onion post? Yeah. Do you know what this, uh, do you know what this reminds me of? I have no fucking clue why he made that. <laughs> It's like the d- damn crab rangoon thing. <laughs> <laughs> the crab raccoon? Yeah, crab raccoon. You know what? I, uh, like, I feel like after Gila, like, spammed, or Gila, excuse me. Yeah, um, that's a great moron. After he spammed the fuck out of the chat with that meme, <laughs> I started seeing crab rangoon memes. It was like the, the, whatever. What are they, was it called? The. The thing that decides what you see on Instagram. Fuck. No one's helping me. The algorithm? Yeah, the algorithm. There we go. After after Gila spammed the fucking Crab Rangoon meme, I legitimately saw an uptick in Crab Rangoon memes on my feed, and I really hate that. I could be in my recommended or something. It would. It would, in fact. I've been sending them to you. Have not. Griller? What? Shut the fuck up. How about you don't talk to me that way? I'm sorry. You should be. It's like, that was a mistake. 
so are you. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, um, slick side. What was going through your head when you saw the beautiful curves of a bodyguard and couldn't <laughs> like, like, are you here? I'm here. Can, he's, can I, he's crying right now. I personally will promise not to make fun of you for at least 10 minutes after you tell the story. Are you shitting? All right. Hey. So the bodyguard purchase probably wasn't my best move in the last three weeks. I will openly admit that I probably... You, you did something worse three weeks ago? Slickside, are you shitting right now? What? Are you taking a shit right now? No, I'm sitting down. It sounds like you're in a bathroom. No, I just moved. I'm closer to the wall. Oh, yeah, we can hear. I'm literally sitting in the conference room. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Oh, you're in the Clone Incorrect LLC offices. Okay, cool. Yeah. So... I must apologize to our producer, Ethan, for not heeding his advice and buying something other than a Smith & Wesson bodyguard. So, my apologies, Ethan. But, what was the question? Sorry. Well, I was asking, like, what was going through your head? Like, you bought it at a gun show, you said? Yeah, so you missed what the... What lies were whispered into your ear to convince you that that's what you wanted because i don't think you went in there wanting that did you so actually you missed the whole gun show uh saga but uh my father has one of these smith and wesson bodyguards and i like it it's small it's easy to shoot it's easy to conceal and it seems pretty reliable so far so i just went ahead and bought one of those too that way i'd have something um while i do my research on buying something different and even if it was a $400 mistake and I have to wait six months to buy something better like one of these Glock 43s, at least I have something in the interim that I am familiar with. And so that's why I bought it. I'm going to come to your house and murder you. You won't be able to because he's got a, a self-defense gun now. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> Don't you know what you I am in his walls. I'm in her walls. That's a little dude. Keep it PG. <laughs> this is a PG podcast. Sugar wall. You guys want to go see the sugar tunnel? What? Uh, I don't like the sound of that. No, yes. sugar tunnel is just my nickname for five five six. Rest in peace. Oh, okay. Dude, I, I miss him, man. Gone it really off. sucks what happened. Like that's just such a shitty situation. Um, not to dox him or his family, but if you look up first monkey pockets fatality in the U.S., it's actually that's him. Yeah. Like no joke. That's just such a shitty. Like man, that fucking sucks. What a way to suck. He said he got it from a toilet seat, but I don't really believe him. I don't believe it. Uh, you know what? Let's not speak. Ill of him now, like he can't defend himself. What's he going to do, so. do? Haunt you from the grave? Quote from man who was haunted from a grave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I was for a time. 
and then I shot the ghost. Is there any other questions regarding my purchase of the bodyguard that you guys would like to ask? Yeah, I promised I wouldn't. I promised I wouldn't make fun of you for ten minutes. So at the moment, no. Streamlight, shut up. I've got one. Go ahead. First of all, how dare you? Secondly, how could you? (laughs) Third, why? Fourth, uh, have you ever gotten your dick sucked on the podcast? This is my first podcast. Is that a yes? I can call call a rib if I need to. I think the janitor, you said the, you said the janitor was there, right? And he said he want, you said he wanted to spit shine something in the conference room? Whoa, man, just because she's Hispanic doesn't mean she's a janitor, dude. Jesus Christ. Oh, my gosh. No. Racism. No, there's the, the janitor we have at Clooney, correct? At the Jose? building? You mean Kyle? Yeah. I thought his name was Jose. That's no. what I thought. Whoa, buddy. I've been calling him Jose. He doesn't dye his hair blonde? His name's Kyle. He's five foot tall, and he's the whitest dude you've ever met. He drinks nothing but Monster and punches holes in the drywall. No, he bleaches his skin is why he spends so much on bleach per month. Gosh. This is, yeah. this is like Kyle. You know what, though? Oh, we ran out of bleach again. Dang. I'm not really mad that we ran out of bleach because we don't pay him. So. Yeah, he, like, he finds happiness. He finds We're happiness in, in the job. I mean, it sounds like he's happy every time I talk to him. Like, when I come and pick up my paychecks on, like, every Friday, he seems are you guys having a good time. Fuck? Every once in a while, we let him steal out of Ethan's desk as a treat. There's usually only like little caramels and hard candies in there, but again, well, and like suppressor baffles and wait, what? Translucent white liquid too. I don't know what that is. What about that weird that, dog? That he dog. Keep, like that dog picture he keeps in his desk. Oh yeah. I always kind of wondered what that was. I'm a little well, scared. It's kind of weird it. that he keeps the picture under a bunch of other stuff. Like he's hiding it almost. And like, like, is yeah, that his dog? Like, like he like one time I saw it on his desk. And he like went to like cover it real quick. I was like, oh, that's weird. It's like a stock image though. It can't be his, right? Oh yeah, no, it has watermarks over it. So I'm like, what? Why are you hiding that? It's weird. Hmm. Pretty crazy. So All right. um, have you? That, no. Oh, one more question, and I have to go finish this well, experiment okay. and go home. Have you ever tried in talking to your father into carrying something else? So he has a Smith & Wesson 9mm, but I forget exactly which model it is. It's one of those older full steel frames, whatever. Yeah, but... so I had, I had one of those. Those are fucking heavy. So a few things. He's a tall, white guy. Done manual labor since he was like 10 years old. And a lot of people are actually afraid of him because when he was younger, he was... Uh, a little aggressive, so he uh, gotcha. typically doesn't carry. Boo. Killed like in the streets, but okay. Yeah, I tell him that, but he still thinks he's 21 and can just pick somebody up and slam them on the ground like it's 1985 again. So, you know. I had the issue of uh, my dad carrying an XD 
Oh no. Yeah, I, I did fix it though. No worries. That problem is long gone. He, uh, my father did though finally admit that maybe his PSAs weren't the best choice, and he has now moved up to Delton is what he's going to have now for an AR-15. That's just a sideways move. That's a, that's an interesting move. Have you ever shown him like Aero Precision? That's the same price and uh, much better. I'm working on it. I think what I want to do is, if Criterion ever gets those core barrels back in stock, I'm going to take my Faxon and the Colt bulk carrier group and put them in the Delton upper receiver and put them on a different lower and give the, give that combination to him. And then put the core in the slick side. Give him a, a little taste of something better. Yeah. Fun story, though. My first upper actually was a Delton in like 2011. How'd you I'm like sorry. it? I mean, it was fine. It was one of the, like the super heavy barrel, straight, like no taper ones. That's what I have. Uh, I mean, it was it was good. I never really, I wasn't super serious into shooting back then, so I don't know. I don't remember how well it shot. But it never fucked up or anything, so. It was decent. It was super fucking cheap, too. Yep. All right, I'm going to go finish up my experiment so that I can cure some weird disease no one's ever heard of. You can cure monkeypox in 556's memory. I can probably do that, but I don't associate with the gay stuff, so I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> he doesn't want to fix it. He chooses right. not. Well, see you later. Have a good one. Thanks for, uh, thanks for being here. Good night, young man. It was nice to meet you, man. <laughs> and Bye -bye. Uh, oh, see ya. Thirty minute goodbye. Robbie, shut the fuck up. Oh, you watch your mouth. I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that uh? Is that it? I'm guessing. I think uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna edit it's on that hour and forty minutes. No. Uh, no. I'll give our uh, last remarks. You. The tactical, uh, whatever that guy's name is, for uh, listening. Sepier, Sepier. Sepier, is it? Sepier. Is he French trying to say sapper? I don't know. I don't know. He's got a he's probably pretty cool. He's probably a pretty cool guy, honestly. <laughs> he probably is. He just doesn't like our show. You know, honestly, if I if I cared about, like, like when I was listening to Clone Correct podcast before I was uh, on it, if I took it seriously and didn't, like, see it as... Uh, Humor. No, yeah, humor. That episode would piss me off. <laughs> so you know, what I don't get is, cool guy. I mean, he's not just gonna randomly listen to episode twenty six. No, it means he's made it through. He's so had much to of other wops happenings, and then maybe the Morbisode. Oh my god! Yeah, so he probably listened to the Morbisode, and then he got to legumes, and he couldn't take it anymore. That's the breaking point. Sex mix was his breaking point. If anybody in y'all's lives is like on the edge, like having some trouble, do not bring up legumes. It will push them over the edge. Like legumes are a hot topic. On that terrible disappointment, I think we're gonna we're gonna end the episode here. So uh, thanks everybody for listening, especially the uh, that one guy. It's probably not listening. If he is, I mean, thanks, man. We apologize. DM me for spicy pictures. It will happen again, though, but we apologize.